The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. days. What, uh, what an opportunity. Welcome to Success Happens. What an opportunity to have this conversation with you today that we're going to talk about because people, I think, are caught betwixt and between on should I, shouldn't I? Should I, shouldn't I? Now, 70% made the choice and they've gone ahead almost-ish in getting a vaccination. So over 100,000, you know, it's a big number, right? And it's growing. But, you know, we've talked a lot about coercion, lotteries, which to me is, you know, look, you have the prospect of winning, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars if you do as I say and enter to win. And it gives people, I think, false hope and false sense of security around something that is a it's a trial. It's a controversial, experimental series of drugs. And you just heard on the report earlier um, in the news break that you know, there's different strains of it. So now they're talking about vaccinating children, youth. Colleges are mandating it for a population that's that's not even at risk unless you have severe underlying conditions where your health compromised already, and then therefore maybe it is appropriate for you, but do you mandate it for the rest of everybody? It's outrageous, the overreach and the irresponsible healthcare decisions that are being made. Now, if you go back a couple of weeks and you listen to my show with Dan Cox, you'll hear information about the health secretary in Maryland has said he's going to go have his people. I'm sure he won't do it. Have people who will go door to door to make sure everybody's vaccinated with an experimental drug that has killed over 6,000 people. And in any other vaccination, quote unquote, air quotes, would have been shut down by now. Yet this thing is allowed to continue. And furthermore, they're going to have these children vaccinated. And I call them children because I'm old. But, you know, the youth of our day, the future of our country, be given a very controversial drug that may cause infertility. I mean, people really wake up. If you are looking at having people around you vaccinated who are not at risk of dying of this thing, don't do it. That's my opinion. It's my opinion, not the opinion of the station. You heard that earlier, right? This is not the opinion of the station. It's the opinion of Jen Jen. And and let everybody come after me for saying it. Now they want to encourage 11 plus. They want to, excuse me, encourage 11 plus. It's outrageous what's going on to try and mandate our children 
to take something that could be life-altering. I mean, I'm old. I'm going to die soon, you know, 20, 30 years. I'm gone, right? Whatever it is. And I've had my kid. I'm, I'm good. Don't do this to our children. Don't allow the fear-mongering propagate in your head. You know, I always say, you know, my, my mind is like Disney. You know, I can make stuff up that will, you know, shock the world because my imagination is, you know, I worry about everything. My husband gets after me about it. He's like, my God, you can find things to worry about. This one's worth worrying about. This is worth worrying about. Do not vaccinate our youth. And it's not vaccination. It's an experimental drug that's highly controversial. And it's still in trial until 2022. Let them figure out whether it's any good before you put subject our kids to it. So I have the pleasure of having on with me somebody who's in this fight directly. She's a human rights and constitutional attorney that I've come to know, and she's wonderful. And I just, I'm so delighted to bring on with me today Jennifer Lester. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for availing yourself on a Saturday morning. This is fantastic to have you with us because later on in the show, I'm going to have Dr. Jeff Barkey and he and I, he's with America's Frontline Doctors. So we've been taking on this experimental drug and the notion of vaccinating our youth and the insanity of it all. And you are in the middle of that fight. So first of all, I want to give people a background on your on your practice. You're, you're in Baltimore. You practice. Correct. You're a human rights attorney. Tell us about the kind of law you've been doing. And then let's talk about the current case you're working on. Okay. Yeah, thank you for having me um, this morning. I really appreciate it. My, my background has been in, um, I'm a solo practitioner. I've been a solo practitioner for 16 years, which is most of my, most of my life as an attorney. I've been an attorney for just going on uh, 17 years. Um, and prior to uh, this COVID, I guess my life is pre-COVID and post-COVID. And, uh, pre-COVID I think a lot of I was, us feel that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, things really changed last March. Um, Pre-COVID, I was really primarily a divorce and custody attorney. And I did, as a solo practitioner, you kind of get a little bit of experience in all different practice areas. I represented a lot of small businesses on, you know, simple contract disputes, or I did, you know, personal injury here and there, some zoning work. I have a a master's in in planning. But um, when this happened in March 2020, when Governor Hogan instituted the state of emergency, the courts, of course, closed down for many, many months. And I'm primarily in court. I was in court three days a week on average um, prior to COVID. And I had a lot of time on my hands because nothing was happening with litigation. So I started researching Maryland's Emergency Management Act. And I was pretty shocked at what I found. First of all, I I didn't even realize the extent of that legislation that was on the books. And then when I really delved into it, it it, it was really shocking to me to discover that the governor under a state of emergency has immense, immense power over our lives as we've all experienced the last, you know, 15 months. And we have been in a continuous state of emergency since March 5th. 
And what I came to understand is that means that our Constitution is put on hold. We essentially have no constitutional rights. As long as that state of emergency is in effect, Governor Hogan can make any decision he wants about our lives, up to and including requiring all of us to be vaccinated. And I think that what's happening right now with the University of Maryland and all of the hospitals in Maryland and Johns Hopkins University is we're seeing the beginning of what could possibly be a blanket mandate for all Maryland citizens. And so I got together with um, another attorney in Maryland who has worked on this issue in the past, and we started talking and um, I started, you know, reaching out into the community uh, to meet different people who were concerned about this issue. And we decided to come together and uh, get some funds together so we can represent students and employees at the University of Maryland who want to challenge the mandate. Okay, so, so let's back up. Yeah, so you have unpacked. Let's unpack a few things because there's a lot there. First, I want to go back to the shocking overreach of the governor because he has immense power. Just because somebody has power doesn't mean you use it. That's a leadership, that's a leadership choice. It's a leadership decision. And over, over, um, what is the word I want? Overriding, overriding the constitution. Mm -hmm. Now, when you said the constitution, were you referring to the state constitution or the federal constitution or both? I think, well, Maryland has its own constitution. Right. And, of course, our rights as Maryland citizens are governed by the Maryland Constitution as well as the federal Constitution. Um, But Maryland's Constitution, interestingly enough, is actually stronger than the federal Constitution. We have some rights in there that um, go beyond the rights that are given to us under the federal Constitution. But all the basic rights that everyone's familiar with, your right to um, assembly, your right to freedom of religion, your right to um, vote, your right to an education, um, you know, your right to be secure in your home and in, in your personal property, free from government interference, your right to trial. All these rights that you're familiar with, generally speaking, are also guaranteed by the Maryland Constitution. And The governor only has control over the state law and the state constitution. So when I talk about, you know, the constitution's not in effect, I do mean, you know, our state constitution. Although those same rights, as I just mentioned, are protected by the federal constitution as well. Okay, very good. So so back to it's a choice. Leadership decisions, you know, what, what I find shocking, and, and I, you know, listen, I'm coming out against the governor. I got that's very unpopular right now. But in, in, in some circles, in other circles, there's a whole bunch of people who feel the way I and you do, that he's mm-hmm. overreached. <clears throat> now, the impact is so on the mental health, on the educational quality of, of, of a, a year lost, on the sports and uh, physical fitness of our youth is is immeasurable. Yeah. You, you can't even measure the, the negative impact. It's so vast. Right. You know, the suicide rate, we just had a case here in Frederick, God forbid, where a man killed his two-year-old and then killed himself. Oh what, what was going on in that man's head? 
that he was so, as his wife said, despondent. Okay, people are despondent. And there's something to be responsible for at the level of their leadership that we are in the state that we are. Because the choices were made and imposed upon us. Now, they're getting ready to roll something out. So we know those impacts. We're living them every day right now. People are out of work. There's homelessness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, and businesses are going bankrupt. But now we're getting ready to impose something that has a lifelong impact that people may never, ever be able to undo. So I want to talk about the vaccinations and this overreach by the governor and the, the secretary of health, Dennis Schrader, who has said he's going to have his people, because he won't do it, go door to door and make sure everybody's vaccinated. Right. At what point do our constitutional rights, forget the state, federal exceeds state, correct? Correct. So what? at what point do our federal constitutional rights kick in and we say, hell no, and get out of my doorstep. I mean, I think we all have to say that now. I think we have to take a stand and say that now, which is why, you know, uh, we want to get this litigation filed as quickly as possible against the University of Maryland system. We want to file this prior to the EUA being lifted, and hopefully the courts will do the right thing here and protect our rights and put a halt to this. As long as the vaccines are only approved on emergency use authorization, there cannot be a blanket mandate. In fact, it's unlawful for the university system and the hospitals to mandate this vaccine. It's unlawful for anyone to mandate an emergency use authorized vaccine. It's very clearly written in the federal law that an individual needs to be informed that the vaccine that they are about to be administered is only approved under emergency use that it has not gone through a full approval process, and that that individual has the right to decide not to accept that vaccine. Okay, so let's, yeah, but hold on. If people are feeling social pressure, which is what's going on, this is the mental game we're in. We're in a psychological warfare gang. They want to impose that, well, you should do it for the good of the people. How do you fight that? Especially you're 19. My goodness, at 19 years old, I didn't have a clue how to stand up for myself. Hold on one second. We got to take a quick break. Jen, stay with me. You're listening to Success Happens. Everybody, the Frederick Arts Festival is going on this weekend. It is a fabulous event. Go down, enjoy it. It's going to be gorgeous today. Stop by Sweeties on the Creek and all the different restaurants there at Creekside and enjoy uh, fresh ice cream and wonderful food. And we'll be right back. Are you ready to lighten up, tighten up, shed, and shred with plant-based protein? Antioxidant fruits, organic greens, and veggies, plus gut health, for a fraction of the cost you are already spending. This super 30-day program may support you to build muscle, burn fat, reset metabolism, lift brain fog, Increase productivity, break addictions, nourish, detoxify, and cleanse. Are you ready to look and feel your best? Replace 60 organic meals for only $11 a day with live, organic, non-GMO superfood nutrition delivered right to your door. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Go to superfoodswithjen.com. Join us on Restaurant Row Creekside. 
Enjoy great restaurants, including La Casona with fresh Tex-Mex favorites and happy hour weekday specials. Or Truth and Beauty, offering unique, tasty American fare and brunch. Stop by Sweeties on the Creek for yummy, fresh-made ice cream, frozen desserts, sweet treats, and plush toys. The Carroll Creek Parking Deck is right next door. Great food, fun times. Come visit us at Creekside. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh-made selections, including dairy-free and all-natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Get breaking local news first, straight to your phone. Just turn on notifications on the WFMD app, free from News Radio 930. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today Jennifer Lester, who is a human rights and constitutional attorney who is who has found her way into the heart and, uh, of the matter with regard to vaccinations and mandates and so forth at the University of Maryland, as well as other hospitals are also starting to mandate. Now, I think there's already been a lot of political pressure at these different institutions. But something I said on a post recently is I said, look, if you all link together and because people are afraid of retribution, let's be honest, they're afraid of losing their job if they don't comply. So if people link up and say, no, we're not doing this and you've got 30, 40, 50 people in an institution standing up, one, it will they will take notice Two, they weren't they're not going to fire all of you. They can't get away with that. That would be a huge lawsuit in and of itself. Right. So. So I want to go back to what you're doing, though, is precedent setting, because what's predictable, because I've seen it happen time and time again, is when this political pressure starts to come from our side over toward the governor, he reacts more quickly. So you'll probably see him um, institute uh, or dismantle the EUA before your case hits the courts just to undo your work. So what are you going to do about that? Well, the governor doesn't um, make the decision about whether or not the vaccine is emergency use authorization. That comes from the FDA. Okay. Yeah, so, but he has uh, the right to dismantle his own emergency act, is what I'm saying. So, oh, correct. The governor can right. um, rescind. The governor has to renew the state of emergency every 30 days. Okay. When's it that, up for renewal? It, actually, I'm going to get online and check right now because. It was he needed to renew it by today. Um, it expires today, I believe. Timely. Let's see if he does. Yes. And, um, you know, to your question about, you know, what do young people do who are feeling social pressure? You know, my advice to everybody is turn off the TV. Yes, he renewed it on May 12th. Um, turn off the TV. Stop watching the news. Don't listen to NPR. <laughs> All of these major media outlets are, are they, very well, much, they're, perp, they're propagating the fear. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I know it's difficult for young people, especially um, in today's climate. Um, there's a lot of peer pressure to conform. But, you know, I think you've just got to find that strength within yourself because I think that this is more than a, a political 
kind of battle. I think this is really at the heart of it, spiritual warfare. And, you know, I think it's going to be a struggle for every single one of us. But the ramifications of not standing up and of taking this vaccine are, I mean, we don't even know. Really, I don't think we can fully understand what those ramifications no, are. No, it'll, it'll hit us many years down the road. And by the way, we all know these pharmaceutical companies making the gazillions of dollars are also immune to any legal actions against them. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. And they're making billions. They're making billions of dollars, and it might hit trillions in a few years. I think that this year alone, they've already made billions of dollars. And we, we've been covering, I, listen, I've said it for well over a year that I question Fauci. I, I, I never liked the guy. And, and now we know why. I mean, my gut is, my intuition is scary, scary accurate. So, so here we are dealing with his lies and cover-ups and maneuvering to filter money into the Wuhan lab in 2017 when they knew we were not approving um, gain-of-function expansion of these vaccines. Really empowering a vaccine is what gain-of-function is. And now right. we have these different strains coming on. So when, when Jeff Barkey comes on, we'll, we're going to talk to him about what's going on in India because I have a real concern oh, about that. Yeah. That just came up. But, um, but I think that, you know, who knows what their misinformation is. But when we look at 0.003 deaths overall and then the impact, do you have any of the data on the youth like what's impacting the youth that they're trying to, you know, hit, you know, force our children. I, I don't have any of that data right now at my fingertips this right. morning. But sure. I, I mean, I think we all know it's, it's, it's very nominal. I think there's been, I don't know, I think someone, I recall uh, someone told me it was like two, you know, two or three cases um, where there were actual deaths um, of young people from COVID. And, you know, the, the other issue is that COVID, it, it really impacts people with um, comorbidities. So it's not something that is uh, that deadly to the general population. But, you know, going back to Fauci, Fauci's history is very questionable. And during the AIDS crisis in the, in the early 80s, um, it's my understanding that Fauci spearheaded a program that pushed um, a deadly cancer drug onto the first AIDS patient, the AZT. And I, I don't know a lot about that story. There's many other people that are much more well-versed in this, but, but there was a, an understanding in the scientific medical community that this drug in high doses was very deadly. However, Fauci pushed this, in his position, pushed high levels of this drug on the first um, AIDS patient, and there was a lot of death. And so I, I remember in the, in the boy, that sounds, I'm sorry to cut you off. We're coming up on a break, but that sounds eerily familiar. So, um, so as we, as we begin to, I want to wrap up the segment and bring both you and Jeff on to talk, uh, together, attorney and physician, this will be fascinating, but I want to, what is the status of the university of Maryland case? When do you plan to file? And maybe you don't want to tell that strategy on air, but but what are you doing to, to help protect our kids? Well, we're, we, um, we, have, um, we have someone ready to go to file, but we're going to be filing in the next few weeks, okay, for that. And, we're, and um, yeah, I don't want to get too into that strategy. Of course. But we are, um, we are fundraising for that case. It's, it's an immense, immense uh, fight. 
against the state of Maryland, and it's going to take a lot of resources, and we want to make sure that we can have money for experts and that the lawyers, you know, can uh, eat while they're working, you know, around the clock for weeks and weeks and weeks to get this filed. Can people, then, donate, you know, can people donate to support your cause? They can. We are just now setting up a, a, a fundraising mechanism, and the best place to go to um, keep tabs on that is on Facebook. There is um, a Facebook page, U-M-D-E-E. It's the group. I think you. it's private. You have to ask to join it. Or you can email me at umdmandate at gmail.com. Umdmandate at gmail.com. Okay, we're going to a quick Correct. break. We'll be right back. Listen, I'd like to thank our sponsors. Uh, uh, KW Photography and Design, Kira Wynn has done a phenomenal job for me with social media and my websites and everything. Please check out Kira. Also, we have a big event coming up June 24th, the American Business Summit. Go to AmericanBusinessSummit.com, AmericanBusinessSummit.com. It's an all-day training with expert in sales training, Charlie Chena. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen. Okay, I just got word that uh, Dr. Barkey is not available this morning, so we'll have him on next week. But uh, that gives us more time with with Jennifer, which is awesome because we have so much we can talk about. So, so, um, so back to uh, what we were discussing before the break, which was this idea of of um, the emergency mandate and is is he going to lift it and so forth where are we now in terms of what you need we're gonna we're gonna help people uh help you so i want to do an outreach right now to everybody listening and say listen we are in a fight between good and evil and you mentioned a spiritual battle and we are this is a spiritual battle and it's and it's and it's no longer you guys about left and right it's no longer about liberals and, and conservatives it's no longer about democrats and republicans there are plenty of Democrats who are starting to see that maybe what's been forced upon them, encouraged upon them, coerced upon them is not in their best interest, but for some other purpose. Right. And, you know, I want to deal with this notion of conspiracy theories. <clears throat> conspiracy theories are only conspiracy theories until they become true. And we're actually finding out that many of these, quote, conspiracy theories that the left, CNN, MSNBC, and all that nonsense, quote, media group over there, has perpetuated saying that it was conspiracy theories only, to, and, and, and they've been debunked, only to find out that actually were true. And much of what President Trump said was true. And those people have some accounting to do. Not just to you and I and the public that they've been lying to. And I've been saying for a year, they are, there's a, you want a conspiracy. There's a conspiracy on the left media side to perpetuate the work of Fauci, which has been lying and harming the people. And as far as I'm concerned, so I'm going to rant for a second. As far as I'm concerned, it is uh, violations against humanity. This is serious, serious stuff. They've died because they withheld hydroxychloroquine. So people who perpetuated holding back hydroxychloroquine and therefore people died because they didn't have access to the, the medications that would have saved their lives. Those people have blood on their hands. 
That includes pharmacists. That includes doctors. That includes nurses. That includes bureaucrats like Fauci. They've got blood on their hands. And they're going to account, not to you and me, because we may never see that in the court system because they're corrupt too. But they're going to account to God someday. Someday they're going to be on their knees saying, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean it. So, so you know, this, this notion of good versus evil is, is you know, it, look, people are going to attack me and call me crazy. I don't care anymore. I don't answer to you. I answer to my relationship with God on the truth. Right? So, so what do you want to say about the, this idea of, of prevailing in the face of the court system, which has proven to be part of the problem? Yeah, I mean, you know, I got to tell you, the courts, it's, it's an emergency measure to go to the courts and ask them to step up to the plate and, and, and protect our constitutional rights. But everyone has to understand that, that that's not the best place to go. You know, the best place to um, attack these issues and to get our country back and our state back to where it should be is to go to the legislative body and to demand to demand that our representatives do their job, which they have not done in large part, with a few exceptions over the past year and a half. Um, and if these individuals refuse to step up and represent the people and stop representing corporate interests, um, which they're doing right now, then they need to be unseated. They need to be removed from office, and other individuals need to be put into office that are going to protect the rights of all of us and not be beholden to, you know, big pharma and other uh, financial and political pressure that they're getting, obviously, over the last year. So, so, I, I, so when you ask, let's be specific. What do you mm-hmm. want people to ask for in terms of change? What are we asking, what are we demanding of our legislators that needs to change within the laws or constitution of the state of Maryland? Well, that Emergency Management Act needs to be totally redone. There needs to be limits. The governor, no one person should be able to declare a state of emergency with little to no oversight of any other individual or government entity, which is exactly how the law is written. You know, if the governor believes that there is uh, um, an emergency, you know, the, the governor can declare a state of emergency for 30 days. And that state of emergency can be continuously renewed every 30 days. And there are no limits at all. That, that means that that state of emergency could go on indefinitely. I'm sure that when the legislative body passed this law in 2002, and I've pulled the legislative history, and I did not find anything in the legislative history which indicated that it was the intent of the legislature in 2002 to have the governor have the right to, re, you know, to continue, keep declaring a state of emergency every 30 days indefinitely. And it looks like we may be entering a, a time period where that's going to be the reality. I mean, it's been the reality since March 5, 2020. And I'm, you know, I'm looking at the state, the declaration of the state of emergency right now, and the governor is saying that there is, you know, that there continues to be an emergency. There is no emergency. People are not dying of COVID. There is not. Uh, our hospitals are not overwhelmed. I mean, this is just a false. This is just simply not true. And for the, 
you know, we all need to put pressure on our governor. We need to call our legislators every day and tell them they need to force, you know, put pressure on the governor in any way they can to rescind the state of emergency and stop this nonsense. They need to get back to the state house and they need to undo this law. This is a terrible law. And I, I did a lot of research on it. And the ironic thing is this law is actually, if you look at it, it's in place all over the country. In 2001, Georgetown, um, at the directive, I'm sorry, I don't have my notes in front of me. but No, you're doing great. A, I, you, you, was, listen, everybody needs to know. I called Jen, you know, last night late and early this morning, and she's been available for us. So I really appreciate that on, on the fly you're doing this. And we will, we will continue to work with you, okay? okay. But I want to go back yeah. to put it in perspective. You know, 2002 would have followed 9-11. Right. So those were extraordinary times where we were we were fearful as a nation for what might happen next. So I can get that they created that law. But but it needs to be the part of balance of power in a republic is that the governor, the, the executive branch and the legislative branch and the judicial branch must balance one another. No one entity should have exceedingly more power than the others for an extended period of time because then Correct. you then you end up where we are frankly so exactly so right. so I, I really appreciate now give people your website it, where can they follow what's happening because we need people to be able to follow it they they want to know what's going on where can they get the information uh, about the lawsuit? Yes, or? about the lawsuit and the activity. Well, even around this legislative work you're talking about, because I think, well, let us let me back up for a second, because I know that Delegate Dan Cox has done amazing work. Uh, right. He's become a really good friend. I, I have immense respect for him because he's gone out against the cabal in Annapolis, and we have a cabal mm-hmm. in Annapolis. So, and we've known that for years, but what we didn't know is that the right, some some Republicans were in on it. That's what we didn't right. know. Right. So so this is no longer Democrats versus Republicans, guys. You've got to really get that, even in Annapolis. It is the people who want to have exceedingly more power and turn this into a socialist type, we already are, in Maryland environment versus the freedoms that you've been saying we, we are entitled to, and we know we're entitled to, we're just not experiencing it in Maryland. Right. Right. So. So this is this is no this is about. And and again, I've said it here. I'm going to say it again. You may not be privy to some of this because you haven't heard all my shows. But this is no longer about socialism, guys. Got to get super duper clear. Communism is here. It's here. So we're at war with China. We have been. You know, Peter Husey told me that a year ago. Okay, we're at war with China because they did this virus and they did it man-made and they quote, leaked it. Well, whatever. Okay. You know, I think they unleashed it. And here we are. And now we're there. And as a result, we're, we're, we're forced to comply to take a vaccine, quote, vaccine, drug, experimental drug, to try and force us to take these, these meds that aren't necessary because 0.003 deaths have occurred, including the old people and the young people. And we know that most of them were 65 plus. So, so back to your case. Well, okay. Let me, let me address uh, where to go for information. I, 
I do not have like a central website that gives all this information, although I would love to do that. But I can direct people to, to go and watch a video that's very, very good. It's a little hard to find these days. You probably have to go to BitChute. I'm sure YouTube has removed it. But Catherine Austin Fitz, F-I-T-T-S, she is uh, a financial advisor, actually, and she worked for the George Bush, uh, I believe it was George Bush, the senior administration in HUD. She was pretty high up in HUD. And then when she left the, that uh, job, she started her own financial advising group. And she gives a great, great interview about exactly what's happening now and why it's happening. And basically, um, you know, this is a global, I believe it's a global agenda. The, um, the, the objective is to bring in a, a one world um, economic system, one world government structure under, you know, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum and the UN, and to basically have a society that's run very much like China's society on their social credit system. And this is how we will all, you know, be determined how much access we get to food and, uh, you know, other freedoms that we have. Um, and oh, by the way, in China, if you don't do what you're told, they throw your butt in jail. It's very yeah, serious. So so yeah, so I, I, I think we, we there's an awakening that must occur for people. You right. can call this a conspiracy theory and you can buy into the nonsense that the left is, is feeding you because... The, the left liberal media are, uh, are looking out for an agenda that does not comport with who we are as a nation. And we got to yeah, really well, that, get straight about that. I need to take us right. to a quick break. Hold that thought. I know it's so, this, this hour flies by. Uh, we will be right back. You're listening to Success Happens on Free Talk 930 WFMD. Are you ready to lighten up, tighten up, shed, and shred? With plant-based protein, antioxidant fruits, organic greens and veggies, plus gut health, for a fraction of the cost you are already spending, this super 30-day program may support you to build muscle, burn fat, reset metabolism, lift brain fog, increase productivity, break addictions, nourish, detoxify, and cleanse. Are you ready to look and feel your best? Replace 60 organic meals for only $11 a day with live, organic, non-GMO superfood nutrition delivered right to your door. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Go to superfoodswithjen.com. Hi, this is Jen Charlton, host of Success Happens radio show and podcast, personally inviting you to our first Success Happens American Business Summit on June 24th at Turf Valley Resort in Ellicott City, Maryland. Join me and Charlie China, a proven author and trainer, to learn how to master the mindset, mission, and moves to generate your business's shift for success. This full day of training and networking is sure to be transformational and fun. As a business owner and mom, I know firsthand the unprecedented challenges we are all facing today. 
At the American Business Summit, you'll learn how to implement fresh strategies to move your business forward and build your success. We'll help you reignite your passion and create strategies that produce results. My leadership and communication strategies combined with Charlie's proven sales techniques will help you reach beyond your goals. For information, go to Success Happens Facebook page or visit charltoncommunications.com to register. Pre-register now and save $200. We look forward to seeing you on June 24th at the American Business Summit. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh-made selections, including dairy-free and all-natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Join us on Restaurant Row Creekside. Enjoy great restaurants including La Casona with fresh Tex-Mex favorites and happy hour weekday specials. Or Truth and Beauty offering unique tasty American fare and brunch. Stop by Sweeties on the Creek for yummy fresh made ice cream, frozen desserts, sweet treats and plush toys. The Carroll Creek parking deck is right next door. Great food, fun times. Come visit us at Creekside. We are Mid-Maryland's news, traffic, and weather station. 930 WFMD. It's all about your car. Call in with questions to Dave Serio, beginning in less than 30 minutes, right here on 930 WFMD. Welcome back to Success Happens. I have with me Jennifer Lester, attorney who's uh, taking the fight to University of Maryland college system and the hospital system around mandating uh, employees and staff take this experimental drug that is not approved by the FDA, forcing our youth who are not uh, really at risk of COVID um, to take this. It's outrageous. So, Jen, I cut you off as we were going into the break. What did you want to say? We've got about five minutes left. Okay, I just have two things I want to say. The first thing is, if anyone is facing a mandate with their employer or the university um, to take this vaccine, they should immediately file for a religious exemption. Okay, um, if, if you have questions about that, please email me at umdmandate at gmail.com, and I can um, help you with that. The, the, your school or employer should provide a form for you to fill out. That is your very first constitutional right that is protected, your right to freedom of religion. And there are uh, very strong religious reasons to um, object to the um, taking of this vaccine. And then the second thing I want to say is that citizens can make a difference. Um, Last Wednesday, there was a protest organized by um, Delegate Lauren um, Eichen out of uh, Hartford County against the mask mandate for our children. I think maybe some of your listeners are aware that Governor Hogan um, lifted the mask mandate, except that he requires still our children, even as young as two years old, to be masked outside even all summer at summer camp. It's outrageous. And inside, of course, at school. Well, after that protest, I saw about two days later that the governor had uh, rescinded the mask mandate this fall. So in the fall, when your children return to school, they will not be required to wear a mask. 
that's great. You know, thank you, Governor Hogan, right, for uh, allowing our children to breathe like normal human beings in the fall. I'm sorry. To- I, my response would be it's about time, Governor Hogan. But OK, <laughs> exactly. but let, right. But, right on. Right. Cool. But here's what I want everybody to do. The summer is oppressive to have these kids yeah. breathing through a mask. What do we do about that's that? Right. I say call the governor's office, get a hold of uh, Schrader. I can email you. I have a little flyer I'll scan and email you when we hang up um, that has uh, ad- email addresses for the Secretary of Health and other uh, individuals to email. Everyone needs to email them and tell these uh, government officials how they need to lift this mask mandate immediately. Our children are not at risk of COVID. Grandma and grandpa are all fully vaccinated for the most part, so there should be no worries that our innocent little children are going to be spreading some deadly you know, disease to our grandparents. So everyone needs to uh, email the governor, it's the state superintendent and the secretary of health, and I'm gonna email those um, addresses to you. Okay, so good. you can uh, put them on your website. Yeah, I'll put them on the website and I'll put them on Facebook. And if you, uh, do you have a Facebook group that you that we can promote as well for people to follow your work yeah it's you u-m-d-e-e i believe is the facebook group but if you go on facebook and you google university of maryland vaccine mandate you will see the, the there's two groups that'll pop up that are private and ask to join them and then they'll let you in and there's um, information on those groups, as long as they're staying up. <laughs> you know how these things disappear well, on Facebook. And I think that there's another, I'm going to be moving over uh, to Clout Hub for my video. Um, I've gotten to know the owner. In fact, I'm going to have Jeff Brain, who's the founder of Clout Hub, on at some point. Uh, and there, there are other platforms. We need to start moving off of Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Correct. Uh, and and youtube because i got dinged on youtube twice which was ridiculous so as soon as i got any traction on a video they shut me down right that's what they do so so it's outrageous that's a different fight for another day but when we uh so to wrap up uh this show and i i do want us to have an uh an an interaction with uh jeff barkey at some point maybe we'll do a pre-tape segment since he's on the west coast uh, about your interactions as an attorney, but do you? Um, I, here's what I want to say, everyone. There's we're talking about getting in action, right? So it's writing to the legislators. It's showing up to these these uh, events where we're standing up for our rights because right. they pay attention when we show up. And one of the things okay. Lee Dundas said, who I just adore. She said, you got to stand up. It's time to stand up. Stand up to the tyranny, the overreach, and the mandates. Because we have a right to choose for ourselves. We have a right to choose for ourselves. And and then lastly, it's you got to pitch in on the financial side. Because people are trying to do this work to save our country across the nation and i've met them i'm gonna i'm gonna be sharing with you all in the next week some of the interviews i did an interview with roger stone what that poor man and his wife have been through is unbelievable in the name of trying to save our nation all of which was unfounded unfounded so we have to support financially the work to save our country if you're donating to to 
human services causes. I come from human services. I get it. But right now, nothing is more important than saving our nation. Because those human services issues will get far worse in a, in a socialist communist structure than they are today. So I, on that note, I'd like to just remind everybody, June 24th, Charlie China from Vegas, one of the top trainers in sales and business development conversations, developing relationships for success to generate profits, is going to be with me on June 24th at Turf Valley Resort. It's 9 to 4. It includes lunch. Go to AmericanBusinessSummit.com. That's AmericanBusinessSummit.com to register. Register today, and you're going to save. If you bring friends, you'll save more money. So we'd love to have a group of you there. It's going to be an amazing conversation where we're going to interact with you, okay, and give you one-on-one coaching. It's the best investment you can make in yourself and your career and your business. So please join us for the American Business Summit at Turf Valley, June 24th from 9 to 4. Jennifer Lester, you're amazing. Thank you for being a patriot, fighting for our rights, our health, our choice. God bless you, and we will have you back, I promise, very, very soon. Everybody, you've been listening to Success Happens on Free Talk 930 WFMD. Go to the the Arts Festival downtown. It's going to be a great day. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. FMD.